You believe in me, Thomas, because you have seen me, says the Lord. Blessed are those who have not seen, but still believe. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus said to Nicodemus, The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of earthly things. But the one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever does accept his testimony certifies that God is trustworthy. For the one whom God sent speaks the words of God. He does not ration his gift of the Spirit. The Father loves the Son and has given everything over to him. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God remains upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. If you ever visit Rome, you will undoubtedly go to St. Peter's Basilica and hope you get a glimpse of the Pope. But even before you enter the magnificent Basilica, in the piazza, the square in front of the Basilica, you will confront two statued figures that are literally larger than life. You cannot miss these two 18-foot-tall statues of St. Peter and St. Paul. And it's easy to tell who is whom. St. Peter is carrying the keys, the symbol of his authority over the whole church. And St. Paul is holding a sword, the symbol of his zealous love for the Lord because he was beheaded in Rome. These two towering figures in the piazza are larger than life in another sense, too. That is, they are the two foundations of the church. Now, you might be thinking, wait a minute. I thought there was only one foundation. Peter, the rock upon which Jesus built his church. You remember Father John in Matthew 16, verse 18. That is undeniably true. Nonetheless, the church is the body of Christ. And just like every human person has a physical body, but also a spiritual soul, so in a sense, St. Peter represents the physical, structural, hierarchical church. While St. Paul stands for the spiritual, missionary, charismatic, church. Put more simply, St. Peter is law, the head. St. Paul is love, the heart. Both are equally necessary 
and indispensable in the foundation of the church of Jesus Christ. And because these two saintly figures are larger than life in the foundation of the church, so the church herself looms larger than life as their ministry is carried forward throughout the ages. Now, nowhere in the scriptures does one book highlight this dual apostolic foundation better than in the Acts of the Apostles by St. Luke. In fact, the 28 chapters of Acts can almost be evenly divided into two halves, each half focusing on one of these two apostles. Chapters 1 through 12 highlights the work of St. Peter. Chapters 13 through 28 highlight the work of St. Paul. But the parallels and points of contact between Peter and Paul go deeper than that. In fact, there are 10 clear and unmistakable parallels between Peter and Paul in Acts. We heard one in the first reading today. First, both deliver inaugural addresses to the people of Israel. Second, both appeal to Psalm 16 to explain the resurrection of Jesus. Third, both have the power to heal cripples. You might remember some of these things in reading Acts. Third, both have the power, or rather fourth, both are filled with the Holy Spirit. Fifth, both are renowned for extraordinary miracles. Sixth, both confer the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. Seventh, both confront and rebuke magicians. Eighth, both raise the dead to new life. Ninth, both refused to accept divine worship. People wanted to worship them, Peter and Paul. And tenth, both are miraculously delivered from prison. In other words, Luke is trying to do with a pen what that sculptor did with those two statues with a chisel. Namely, make St. Peter and St. Paul appear larger than life. That is, to show how Peter is the hierarchical head of the church, while St. Paul is the charismatic missionary spirit of the church. One is the law and the head. The other is love and the heart. And thanks to the tireless evangelical efforts of both apostles, Peter and Paul, the church grows exponentially fast and reaches the ends of the earth. My friends, I don't know about you, but I can often see the spirit of either St. Peter or St. Paul inspiring the leadership of the current Pope. Have you noticed this? For instance, I would say that St. Peter influenced Pope Benedict XVI, who emphasized the tradition, the laws, and the structures of the church. And that was good and necessary. 
But now, I see the spirit of St. Paul pervading the priorities of Pope Francis, a missionary and an evangelist who wants to bring everyone into the church like St. Paul did. Or take another example, Pope St. John XXIII, who convened the Second Vatican Council and opened the windows of the church to the world in 1962. And yet, Pope St. John John Paul II revised the Code of Canon Law in 1983. And this too is good and needed. Why? Well, because the church is the body of Christ, extended throughout the ages. And just like a healthy person has a body, and also a soul, a head, as well as a heart. So the church has structure and hierarchy, but also missionaries and evangelists. Both aspects of ecclesial life are good and necessary and balance each other and make the church larger than life just like Saints Peter and Saints Paul, St. Paul were. So stop complaining about the Pope, okay? Praise to be Jesus Christ.